Good morning, Manchester. Welcome to Off the Mark Sports, your weekly sports radio show here on 95.3 WMH. I'm Kyle Heavey, your host for today, and we're getting ready for a great show. Starting the day off with an overcast skies, but it's not overcast here at the studios. And along with me is Mr. Anthony D'Alessandro. Anthony, we got to start off with actually apologizing as we missed out on three games yesterday that I didn't even know about. Um, I got so... Uh, we did discuss it, but it still got me caught off guard yesterday, up, up until about halfway through the 4 o'clock game. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally was just uh, was frazzled where I was like, oh my goodness. I, I mean, this is a big week for uh, for those that are still in the fantasy football playoffs that uh, I just had zero clue until the Lions and Broncos game at 8 o'clock at night. Um, so I just definitely was... Uh, was off on my, uh, I was off the mark uh, with uh, nice. my, my guesses here. I'm a little disappointed in myself, but uh, not, nothing much I can do here with uh, with not realizing that there was games on Saturday. I was so used to uh, college football. There's been so many college football bowls, bowl games so far that to know that I missed out on, uh, on watching the Bengals and Vikings, the Colts and Steelers, and the Lions and Broncos. Well, I did watch the Lions and Broncos because I was rooting against Russell Wilson um, and so was in the rest uh, of Ford Field because uh, from uh, the reports that I got, they were, they were playing a lot of uh, uh, Sierra's ex-boyfriend futures songs uh, in the pregame. <laughs> so that's one way to get to your opponent's uh, in, you know, mental aspect is to play uh, your your wife's ex's music during the pregame stuff, and it apparently worked because the Lions did win forty two seventeen. Yeah, that was a that was a wild game. Yeah, it, uh, the the Lions are really starting to make a make some noise going into the playoffs right now. It's pretty awesome. It was uh, it threw me off to see Jared Goff throw for five touchdowns, and uh, boy, if anyone has Sam Laporta in the uh, their their playoffs, that they are looking very good. Five catches, fifty six yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, this kid is uh, absolutely insane to see what he had, and I I regret trading him uh, earlier this season. I just uh, I, I had Mark Andrews at the time from the uh, the Ra- the Ravens and really felt confident. And next thing you know, he's uh, got a broken ankle, and um, I'm you know stuck dealing with uh, not Sam Laporta anymore. Yeah, I believe I do have Sam Laporta on a couple of my teams, but I believe those are the only teams that I have a bye week this week. So a little bit of embarrassment of riches in this. Uh... In this instance, well, you can't complain when you have uh, bye weeks in the going into the playoffs. That means you obviously had a no, really. No, but I'm going to complain next week if I lose and he gets four points. Yeah, I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's uh, Jameer Gibbs looked phenomenal. Eleven carries for a hundred yards, one touchdown. Uh, and David Montgomery wasn't that far behind. Seventeen carries, eighty-five yards. So yeah, I was very impressed with the uh, the Detroit Lions, who now go to ten and four. And they're five and two at home. So watch out. The Broncos just losing for the second time in nine weeks. Though uh, the Broncos have been on a tear, and the the playoffs is very fun to watch. But of course, we're not watching the playoffs uh, for our own New England Patriots team. Is God no? Uh, they uh, I, that's going to be a, a one o'clock game today instead of the uh, the Monday night game, as we are well aware of. But the Patriots and the Chiefs in three hours from now, and this is a. How how bad do you think the Chiefs are going to beat us? It's a very good question here. I mean, can the Patriots? I mean, I feel like Belichick actually usually makes his teams play very hard 
for uh and especially since this this game was kind of like taken from uh, from underneath their you know first Monday night game to ever be taken away I feel like Belichick wants to make sure that his players are out ready to play for this big matchup with a, a you know defending Super Bowl champion yeah that's uh that really adds a little bit more insult to injury on this stuff too and it was a, a game that just got flexed out because of how bad you are you're making history, and for the rest of the league, it's uh, it must be nice to finally be able to watch the Patriots suffer like this. Three and ten again. Oh, they, yeah. I, it's been nice to have nine days off though to try to heal up and be everything and be better for this game because the Chiefs lost in a really rough one last week against the Bills. A very controversial call that Patrick Mahomes was clearly upset about. Now the Kansas City Chiefs are sitting at eight and five. Yeah, they can still control the uh, the AFC West, but at the same time, they have it a little bit tougher where they're not going to get a first round bye. Yeah, I mean that the, this playoff is going to be uh, unlike one we've seen in a long. Well, we say I feel like we say that, and then you know the Chiefs will go four and zero throughout the whole playoffs or something like that. But I don't know with the way that the Bills are trying to come back and the way that the Chiefs have been playing and then just, like, some of the issues that some of these teams are having, I, like, genuinely am not sure how this is going to play out. Because even with, like, the Ravens and stuff like that, yeah, they're missing Mark Andrews, but they're still winning games. And they ha- they still have, like, a good defense. They have receivers. They have, you know what I mean, as opposed to, like, sometimes the Chiefs have that issue with the receivers. And then um I'm trying to think of who else is. And the scary yeah, part about the Ravens and Mark Andrews is he is possibly going to be able to return for the playoffs. Uh, oh, wow. Not I the fantasy football that. playoffs, but for the uh, the actual playoffs this year. And the Ravens sitting at 10-3. and three, And they are, you know, they've lost more at home than they have on the road this year. They're 5-2 and two at home, but 5-1 and one on the road. So watch out to see what the Ravens can do. The, the Dolphins losing last week to, in a heartbreaker. My goodness. I could not believe that they lost by leading by 14 points with three minutes to go in the game and to lose to the Tennessee Titans. The Oh, Anthony has some reason left us here for a moment. So, oh, uh, he's back really quickly. Yeah, the Tennessee Titans, who are sitting at five and eight, but are able to return uh, the favor of we- beating against the Tennessee Titans. It was, a, it was definitely a surprise there on Monday night. I was delighted. I really enjoyed to see that um, the Miami Dolphins were, were couldn't <laughs> couldn't hold their own, and that was after Tyreek Hill was able to return after uh, severely injuring his. Well, it's we don't know how severe it is, but he, he definitely injured his ankle early in that game. Yes. I'm uh, the Billy Levis show is starting to uh, become interesting. You never truly know what you're going to get every week. No, it's it. You kind of said it perfectly last week, where we just don't know what to expect at all with uh, these teams. Some sometimes they look good, and sometimes they just look really bad. Well, Bailey Zappi looked good today. I would love to see it because um, he shows he has some confidence. But I think that this could be, you know, a career backup type player. I don't see him as the starter. Uh, going forward after this season but he's still very young i don't i don't want to go through putting out a player like that to to uh you know get back from the problem that we just ran into you know what i mean i mean do we trade bailey 
or Mac Jones for someone like I think Justin Fields is out in Chicago. What what do you think you're getting back in a trade with Mac Jones? Well, maybe he just needs a new uh, greener pasture. You know? Oh, absolutely. But I don't think that'll ever like. You know what I mean? I just don't think we'll get. We he, there's just nothing there. We we have nothing to get out of it. I don't know. Well, we got what do we get? A sixth round draft pick for Nikhil Harry from the Bears. So maybe we can get something sort of draft pick from uh, from yeah, Mr. That, Matt Jones. True. So and that and Nikhil was a first round draft pick as well. And oh, don't remind me. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, so maybe Mac Jones can get us something as a uh, former backup or, or a former first round pick. Well, I guess it also would depend on who's there, because I know we haven't really gotten to this point yet, but what is going on in the front office with the Patriots? Like, is it Belichick's last year? There was reports of it, but there was nothing, like, concrete or anything that came out from anybody, like, very specifically? From the looks on things, he is, you know, I'm going to believe some of the reports as, you know, Robert Kraft seems to be very um, ready to let go of, Bill Belichick. He he's obviously Robert Kraft is a, in it for the love and the well, basically his love of money is what I look at it now. As uh, he is the eleventh richest man in the world now, is Robert Kraft, and to know that his team and his season ticket holders want to have a winning team out there, he's going to do all that he can to try to bring a winning team. And if that makes a new regime into Foxborough, then I think that that's what we're going to get is a new regime in Foxborough. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised either. It, it also feels like it could be a move where it's like the the front office isn't going to say that they're doing it, but they also don't want it to they don't want people to think that they're just going to like fire him and he's going to go anywhere. That was the emphasis that I saw uh, on the situation in this was it was more so talked about like, Oh, if he were to go, he would probably have to require some sort of package similar to Sean Pitt. You know what I mean? It kind of gets that conversation going more, not just like, oh, uh, yeah, he's not going to be on the team next year. Who's he going to coach? You know what I mean? Because I think I don't think they're just going to give him up with, for for nothing. Oh, absolutely not. The Patriots obviously used draft picks and a big uh, cash settlement to get Bill Belichick from the New York Jets, who he was a coach for one day for the New York Jets. And now all of a sudden it's we're going to be in the same spot that life was in 2000 with trying to get Belichick uh, to a new location from the looks of things from what we saw on the what was it? The the Thursday night game between the Raiders and the Chargers. I'm thinking that possibly Los Angeles could be a great place for Bill. But at the same time, I'm thinking that. I don't think he wants to go to Los Angeles. That traffic and everything like that seems to be not like what Bill would want to do. I could see him obviously going to Buffalo and dealing with Josh Allen. I think that could be a great place for him. So something or another, but that's also in the division, so that seems very unlikely. Chicago could be a great place for him as well. So it's, it's a tough decision. And how does this decision get made anyway? Does just, is Chicago a good spot for them? They have two first-round picks. That's typically not something uh, at least we know how to handle. Oh, that's you got a point there. But who makes this decision? Is this Bill decides he needs to go, or does Robert say, "Okay, well, you want to go to this team? Well, you're gonna I, let me, you know, Robert's gonna have to become the general manager and make the the decisions on the trade. It's gonna be a, a unique spot for sure. 
and uh, get your popcorn because it's going to be uh, a I'm hoping it's a clean divorce, but I just don't see it's going to be very good for someone who's been with a, an organization for 22 years, 23 years, or whatever it is, and to know that some teams are not going to want to pay more. Some people are going to... I think that he's going to bring happiness to some club. I just don't know what club it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have a feeling it might be more... I, I, I have a feeling it might be the commanders too uh, like that that one just kind of seems to fit the commanders are an interesting one because the uh, what are you trying to do for uh, a new f or a new um stadium where's the new stadium going to be are they going to get a new stadium you're uh they got eric the enemy are they going to fire him uh, it's are you going to keep sam howell which sam howell i gotta say is very impressive that he's got more passing yards than patrick mahomes this year leading the uh the nfl but it's still sam howell do you, do you stick with him or do you go with someone else it's uh, yeah now that you said be enemy too that kind of I, I feel like that he's probably more of just like he was the the head coach hire last year and they were like planning on putting him in slowly that kind of makes more sense uh jared uh, goff after last night's performance actually leads the league in passing right now with Tua behind him uh, and C.J. Stroud, who I, we're going to have to pay attention. There's, there's a lot of big injuries that I have to pay attention yeah, to today. Yeah, that was today. unreal. First week of the fantasy playoffs, I lose C.J. Stroud in three leagues. I got Nico Collins I got that got, got injured. That hurt me a lot. And then also today, C.J. or Chris Olave for the Saints. I need him to play or else I might be in tough decision-making and might have to play Pop Douglas uh, because I didn't expect Ty oh, Chandler, uh, I didn't expect Ty uh, Chandler Adam to. After as of twelve minutes ago, while the Saints want to see how Chris Olave's ankle feels in pregame, one source that said that there is doubt that the wide receiver plays today. Ah, oh, see, that's where I, I after this show, I'm I'm going to be sitting there uh, with either winning five hundred dollars potentially or losing. So that's where I. Obviously, it doesn't all depend on him. The rest of the team could obviously step up and play, but it's sure. uh, it's an interesting spot for me. And, of course, I didn't know Ty Chandler had played yesterday, and I could have played him, who, who had a touchdown in 126 yards. That would have been a great spot to have him in. But that's nor here nor there. It's things I didn't know about at the time, and uh, we're just going to go with the flow and be uh, be happy to still be here on the on the radio. Uh, Christian McCaffrey already passing the 1,000-yard mark, 1,177 yards, leading the league right now. Uh, Raheem Mozart of the Dolphins, pretty impressive. Second place, 924 yards. He had a great game on Monday. He was injured for a few weeks, too. And he was. That's why it's like it's weird to see him doing so well on a Dolphins team that seems like they're plugging any running back in and just doing really well. Must be nice to have an offensive line. I guess so, yeah. Especially when that was your biggest problem last year. You just, like, turned around and fixed it. It's crazy. Then you got uh, Derek Henry, 875 yards. Obviously not what he was five years ago, but he's still up there doing great things. David Montgomery is still up there. Obviously, he played yesterday. And DeAndre Swift of the Eagles, who the Eagles have been, uh, they've been flying so high, and this is going to be a tough one, uh, Battle of the Birds today in Seattle against the Seahawks that'll be a fun one for sure as both those teams are in the playoffs right now so mm -hmm. but going out over last week's I, 
games. It was uh, certainly a, a very volatile week in football with a lot of big things. Obviously, we knew the Patriots won, but the uh, the battle of the NFC South between the Falcons and the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers end up beating that one, which now they are the top seed in the NFC South right now, taking over for the Falcons. I, I'm, I'm impressed with what Baker Mayfield's been able to do. Yeah, I mean, it's been somewhat fun to watch. It's still just as difficult as most Baker Mayfield games, but giving him guys like uh, Mike Evans and stuff to throw to is definitely making him a little bit more fun to watch. I gotta say, Chris Godwin has not been fun to watch this year. Uh, I just seems like that uh, he has lost a few steps in his abilities. Maybe it's just he l- really enjoyed Tom Brady throwing to him so much. Because uh, after watching so much of football this year, and then to go back and see what Tom Brady was so good at, and he he just had perfect like rainbow passes that literally landed in the hands of the receivers. Yeah, I mean, we could we could talk Tom Brady all day if you want to. Right, we certainly could. I, I'm actually looking yeah. forward to uh, he's agreed to get roasted by Jeff Ross, Chris Rock, Burt Kreischer, and some of his fellow former teammates out in Los Angeles in February. That should be a very fun thing yeah, right there funny. to see Tom Brady get roasted. And uh, Jeff Ross is uh, does not lay down. doesn't matter if he's you know, roasting Betty White to Alec Baldwin to uh, Justin Bieber. Now he'll get his chance to, to see Tom Brady um, have to squirm up there on stage. That'll be fun. I'll be excited to see some of like the special guests they get for that because you know it's just going to end up being Gronk and Edelman, at least for the first two uh, teammates. So I'm curious who else they actually get. Matt Light's pretty funny, too. But, uh, again, I think you are probably correct. That's, those are the biggest name guys. And who knows? Bill Belichick might be uh, free for the time being at that point, too. So he could be up there uh, roasting Tom. That would be Tom. very funny. Because Bill has some Bill has some jokes. He's definitely, you know, he hides it really well in front of the media. But when he wants to, he can uh, be a very fun guy. But, yeah, NFC South is uh, a three- team battle right now between the Saints, Falcons, and Buccaneers all with the same record. Most likely whoever wins the NFC South not going to have a winning record. And I that's one area of NFL that I really dislike is that teams that don't have winning records are able to get into the playoffs, but yet you're going to look at teams such as, I'm going to just look down the list here. Um, yeah, that's kind of weird. Okay, the NFC is really bad. Um, mm-hmm. I'm now realizing this this last wild card spot because you're gonna have the Cowboys and the Eagles for sure in the East. You're gonna have the Lions for sure in the North, and you're gonna have the 49ers in the West. But who else is gonna get in is is gonna be a question mark because right now it's the Minnesota Vikings who are seven and seven after benching Josh Dobbs, losing Kirk Cousins. And what they were able to do yesterday with Ty Chandler was pretty impressive. That um, I, just, it's such a unique league this year, Anthony. I gotta say, with, with third yeah, stringers very, coming in and winning games. Yeah, I mean, when over half the league is backup quarterbacks too, it's just kind of how it's gonna shake out. Unfortunately, Nick Mullins is just uh, throwing for three hundred and thirteen yards and looking like you know he's 
a forgotten son in the league, but he was able to do things pretty well yesterday, running on the on the run throws and everything. Yeah, Josh Dobbs getting knocked down to third string quarterback was not something I expected this quick. Yeah, he uh he rose to the zenith of amazingness to then uh falling behind and it was uh well he did and then got traded and then went back up again and then went back down so i who knows maybe maybe they're setting themselves up so they'll have nick mullins he got the win you know what i mean they did all right and then they'll get the spark back in like the playoffs or the wild card game or something like that where they'll just be like oh dobbs is in off the bench and then he'll have his uh you know his spark back well after way Nick Mullins played, I don't think that spark is going to be back anytime soon. But, you know, we've seen it with, with uh, the Jets this year with Tim Boyle and Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson getting the, the start now with uh, the way that he played last week, though, Anthony, it was very impressive. And oh, agreed. Uh, the news out of this morning is that Aaron Rodgers has been cleared to play for next week. That's going to be a unique thing to see someone that can just come back in 16 weeks from a torn ACL and come out and play. And the Jets will be at home versus the Washington Commanders next week. Tickets are going for 20 bucks for that game. So that will sell out pretty quickly if Aaron Rodgers is back out there. I don't I don't think that's going to happen. The Jets have a tough one today. They travel down to sunny, warm Miami to face the Dolphins. Uh yeah, that's gonna be a. I, the Jets defense has actually looked very good this whole entire season. I'm very impressed that for a team that has no offense, that the the defense has come out to play every single week and has has really been the uh, the highlight of the season so far for the New York Jets. Yeah, I mean they have been interesting to the fact that you truly never know what you're going to get at any game. It's it's very. I mean, if the Jets can get hot, they could actually finish the season nine and eight. And possibly make the playoffs, but the odds of that are uh, are maybe Wait, not. They still have a chance to make the playoffs. They I thought that that the the only team that's out in the uh, AFC is the New England Patriots. Every team still mathematically has a chance right now. That that was the only thing that I was thinking of that would stop him from wanting to potentially re-injure or injure himself again. Which I guess, to be fair, like if he were to injure himself in the game again with the AC or the Achilles, or he did the Achilles on the other leg somehow, he would still be back by the next season anyway. So <laughs> I guess I guess it really doesn't matter depending on the injury, but. Uh, I don't know. That was kind of what it was. The only thing that was stopping me from thinking that that would ever happen this year, because that is like him playing this year is going to be like the biggest news med- medical sports news story like ever. For sure. I, how do you expect? How, how does someone be able to pull this off after tearing tearing their ACL or so not their ACL, believe, their Achilles? They tore it. Uh, the last three games though are pretty pretty tough. They obviously today you got the Dolphins. The Commanders next. The Cleveland Browns, who, again, that will be a Thursday night game. Their defense has looked incredible this year. And then the end of the season against the New England Patriots here in New England. And the time for that game has not been decided as of yet, as it might be the flex game, depending on uh, the the way things go with uh, Aaron Rodgers and if that's going to be Belichick's last game. Oh, yeah, that would be crazy. So waiting to see what's going to happen with that is it, that's uh, what a way to start the the new year right there. Wow. 
Yeah, Aaron Rodgers coming out of nowhere from the NFC to silently and politely put a bullet in the back of the head of the Patriots uh, dynasty and Bill Belichick. What a what a way to go out that would be. What time will tell. They have not again. Uh, no no word on the date and the time for that. I I the tickets from what I saw the other day uh, for really good seats were going for sixty bucks to this game, but. If the, the decision gets made in due time, then that will obviously uh, change things altogether. So, a lot of uh, a lot of good talk right here with the uh, the NFL and um, out going over last week's games. The uh, very surprised to see some teams do really well. Again, the Jets beating the Texans thirty to six, but at the same time, the Texans lost so many of their important players that was uh, really hard to to kind of stomach watching the Jets look so good, but the Texans having so many injuries that it was uh, a tough thing to go. The um, the other fun game I, I enjoyed the the Baltimore Ravens beating the Los Angeles Rams thirty seven thirty one, and that was with a overtime uh, punt return for a touchdown, which I thought was very fun to watch uh, to see. You know uh, that. You can lose a lot of ways in overtimes, and to lose it on a punt return was a tough one. The game that, for me, was um, it made me want to be sick to see that 16 punts tie the NFL record for the most punts in a game. The Minnesota Vikings winning 3-0 to zero over the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know if you watched any of this game. I was watching it for uh, fantasy football purposes, and my goodness, it's, it was uh, it was pretty bad to watch. Yeah, that was a. Uh, I watched like the first, like quarter, almost the first half, and then once it was like twenty four or twenty seven nothing or whatever, I was just like, okay, I get how this is gonna go, and then it almost brought me back in with how much it was continuing to go. But then I fell asleep. But it was an interesting game. It certainly was. And again, the Raider, or the Raiders, not even putting up. But then they come back and on Thursday night, look phenomenal, putting up forty-two points in the first half. So you go from scoring zero to then all of a sudden winning sixty-three to twenty-one uh, in a matter of four days. It, so odd to me the way that, that they... game is like the epitome of the NA, the NFL this year. Yep. Aiden O'Connell versus Easton Stick. Nobody expects anything. Thursday night games have been awful all season. They never score more than like 25 points each in any of those games. And then we get, you know, an 80 point Thursday night game with two guys that nobody. Easton Stick, I have zero clue anything about this guy. He throws for 257 yards. Yeah, he did not uh, have a very good day. Out of North Dakota State. Yes. Four-time FCS champion. Great, but you're still Easton Stick. I mean, that's the that's the thing about some of those guys. I mean, even look at guys like Zappy. You remember Zappy's college numbers? What, what that was like? Yeah, he, he did look good out of Western Kentucky, so... Three touchdowns for Easton, one interception, did throw for a 79-yarder, uh, sacked three times, and did uh, did have some trouble with, uh, well, it wasn't just him, but there was a lot of fumbles for the, the Los Angeles Chargers on Thursday night. And, well, it looks like Brandon Staley's days are uh, clearly uh, done in there. I think he, from what I had heard, he actually got fired the other day, but I have not. Yeah, him and Tom Telesco. 
I mean, that's just uh, a wild thing to see that, uh, to know that, yeah, no more for Brandon Staley. And it, I feel like the Chargers have had just a, a carousel of, of coaches that have done great the first year and then come yeah, year two. Yeah, really strange. Year two or like, year three, they just are not the, not that good. Because, like, even when you when you talk about it that way, too, it's like, even with, like, the GM, like, you obviously know that the team is good at one point. So, like, the, the, the construction of the team, I don't think, is the problem. So that was why I was kind of sh- even shocked that they fired Telesco, too, because it was like, he got all the players that they needed. They're just not doing it. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't understand the, the politics or how it works with NFL front offices, but and I'm not going to pretend like I do. So it is what it is, but they probably just want to. But again, you, you it's really hard to just fire everybody like that, especially when you usually expect everybody else that comes in to like clean house or like start fresh or want to do things with their own guys. And then you already kind of have a man, maybe Bill to L.A. makes more sense than we think. Because, again, realistically, you don't usually take over a team like a team that good. Like, no, I don't think a coach has like started or you know, picked up where somebody left off with a guy like Justin Herbert and guys like Khalil Mack and Derwin James on defense and like Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen and Mike, uh, Mike Williams. You know what I mean? That They have like a complete team. So it's like, you can't just like clean house in that regard. I don't, I don't know. That's going to be, that's going to be really weird. It certainly is. And all, all, everything's in place. It's just kind of handing the keys over to Bill if he wants to take Justin Herbert and see what he can do because that's obviously uh, Austin Eckler. Is, uh, he's getting a little bit older, but uh, he's still able to run the ball pretty well. Keenan Allen is another year older, and uh, at least they're, they're five wins this year for the Chargers, and I, it seems like that Herbert's going to be there for another eight years, and he's getting paid pretty well. And I mean, maybe if if they really try to blow it up, then I'm sure getting being able to trade a player like Justin Herbert would be uh, monumental for uh, a rebuild. What you could get back for sure, for sure. So it's, time will tell with that, but it's it just a unique time will tell unique time. Uh, looking at today's matchup, though, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are a little less. Uh, I I mean, they're not complaining too much, but. but Combined, they were fined $150,000 by the NFL Rules Commission for complaining about the refs after last week's game, which they've come back and realized that, yes, Kadarius Tony was offsides and that their uh, their complaints were, you know, really, they, they weren't needed. Uh, but Andy Reid was fined $100,000 and Patrick Mahomes $50,000 for criticizing the game officials. Kadarius Tony is the, uh, you you called it last week for sure that he was going to have a huge impact on this game. And well, it wasn't the, um, the impact as what you might've thought it was going to be. Anthony. I didn't, I didn't think he was going to impact the game in a good way. I very clearly said that he was going to do something stupid. And stupid it was by being offsides three different times, but only called late in the game, which is uh, really where the head scratching comes into play because there was more chances for him to, you know, the biggest game-winning touchdown that would have, you know, less than two minutes to go would have put the Bills down four. Instead, 
the Bills were able to hold on to win it uh, by three points. And uh, Mahomes still had two other chances to make things happen after that, but uh, it seemed like he was in his head at that moment to uh, be frustrated and you know really angry at the the refs on that. Yeah, I'm. Again, you can surprise me with literally anything at this point, especially with the with the Chiefs. You never know what's going to happen. Well, another surprise that uh, a banged-up team is able to do things, and that was yesterday with the Colts dismantling the Steelers in that Saturday game. And was not expecting that, as you know, Jonathan Taylor isn't always that good. They obviously lost their big first-round draft pick as a quarterback. And what Gardner Minshew has been able to do, actually, I, is a, a, amazing to me. That everyone yeah. kind of looked over him, that he was just a flash in the pan, and you know, throwing for three touchdowns yesterday was huge. Yeah, especially after like constantly just losing the top players on his team. After they lost uh, Michael Pittman and Zach Moss yesterday too. They yeah, were still able to. I mean, luckily they scored all those points before they lost them both, but. Yeah, they're they're fun to watch. Uh, Gardner Minshew is going to be in this league for a little while. I think he's he's consistently. Is he going to be the new Colt Colt McCoy? Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good comparison. I think he's going to be the you know Colt McCoy was in the league for so long that uh, not only that it was like obviously the last like year or two Colt McCoy was just kind of like out there, but when he was first like coming in as like a uh like an all-time backup kind of role he was he was out there slinging it then you got uh mason rudolph coming into play for the the steelers after mitch trubisky uh so you now you got your second and third stringers for the steelers coming into play here mitch trubisky threw two interceptions was sacked three times and Mason Rudolph, well, he didn't do all that much better. Only three yards passing and was sacked once for 11 yards. So a quarterback rating of 0.5 is not going to get it done in Pittsburgh. And for a team that's 7-7, seven seven, they are one of the worst 7-7 uh, seven seven teams I've seen in, in a while after what we saw of them being defeated last week to the Patriots and now getting de- defeated 30-13 to to the Indianapolis Colts. Both teams are in the playoff hunt still. The Steelers, again, uh, after losing two in a row, they were a prime wildcard spot, and now they really got to get things working and hope for uh, teams such as the Colts, who are 8-6, and six, to uh, to somehow stumble. But I think the Steelers are the ones that are stumbling. And, well, you know that uh, they have a head coach that knows how to do things, but it seems like he's only been able to do things against teams that are really bad. Mm-hmm. And Mike Tomlin, I mean, he's he's Bill Belichick's little boy, basically, because he he can't beat the Patriots ever, and uh, the, you know, he's gonna have that on his resume, kind of like a Brady with uh, not being able to beat uh, Eli Manning type thing. Mm. Yeah, but again, the the Steelers, I mean, they don't do this often. They don't like get rid of coaches. Obviously, they've had three in like fifty years, but. Credit to the AFC North, though. Every single team is uh, has a winning record, or at, at least is 500 or better. With the uh, the Bengals, the other surprise team. Yeah, that... the Bengals. And then, all right, what the hell's going on in Cleveland? What what year is it? Joe Flacco's <laughs> just uh, 
spinning it like every week now as a chance to make four million dollars this year after coming in just two weeks ago from playing football with his daughters on Sundays to now being able to be the starting quarterback and the Cleveland Browns are right now going into the uh, the playoffs if if they were to start today obviously there's still some time to have things you know happen but yeah of course it's been very cool to see the Browns six and one at home on the season two and four on the road they definitely are a home um, field team but it's the Browns you know there's you're expecting them to stumble at some point and they just have not it's not even that it's just kind of like I'm just so intrigued on what can what is going to happen next just because again with the circumstances the quarterback the the way the rest of the division is playing like you know what I mean like you again, like every like most other games and teams that we're, we've been talking about, you never know what you're going to get, and that's the the situation that's been going on for sure. Is what what is you don't expect that uh, Deshaun Watson is going to get injured, who you spent a quarter of a billion dollars on and gave up number of draft picks to get him to all of a sudden be out for basically two years, and now you got Joe Flacco that's coming in and whoo. Uh, for a team that he, maybe he maybe he's always enjoyed uh, playing in Cleveland because that's where he won a lot of games with the Ravens back in the day as well. I I mean yeah I guess so maybe I like I have no explanation for any of it. Yeah, uh, it, it doesn't make any sense. I uh, but again, so does most things in this league this year. So the fact that. The fact that after everything else, and we're going into like the last like three weeks of the year, after everything else that's happened this season, and Joe Flacco is coming out of nowhere and throwing the ball like that, uh, anything's possible. What has been the one consistent this year that you've been, uh, you know, all right, this everything's norm in some ways. Patriots suck. Well, that's not been a norm. I, this, you got, you this got, season? Yeah, this season. What's been one normal thing that's been consistent Uh from your, your your feelings of the NFL. Well, I mean, again, what's been consistent? I guess I can look at it and say that uh, the Cowboys will probably falter in the playoffs. I think that's going to be, you know, my guess is they've actually looked very good. And, uh, yeah, that, well, I was going to say the Cowboys very much are like the most consistent normal thing because they always look good and then they collapse and then they, um, you never know what what's going to happen going into the playoffs. So... That still has a chance to do to do its thing. And what's gonna happen? Cowboys again, finally getting their big win last week in a rainy game in Philadelphia, and I, I've been very impressed. Uh, uh, Ceedee Lamb is looking like a man among among boys in the wide re- wide receiver position, and I need him to to stand out today. Obviously, a big matchup with the Buffalo Bills for the Cowboys. So this is going to be uh, certainly uh, a game to watch for later on this evening. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. There's a lot of good games on today, but it, it is always nice too when they when they have games split up like this. When you have three games on Saturday, but you still have a full slate on Sunday, kind of deal. It's very nice. Did you enjoy? I don't know how much you stayed up for. Did you enjoy the two Monday night games this past week? Because it was it was tough to that they started at the same time and were on two different channels. That I was having to flick back and forth to yeah, try to. Yeah, I, I like I'm I'm terrible at watching the Monday night games. The weekday games I don't really you know try and push myself to 
to watch because they're typically pretty bad. But yeah, no, that the, that Monday night, that one annoyed me too because having them on at the exact same time, what was the what was the thought there? Because back in you know usually when the seasons start, they'll have one start at like seven, the other one start at ten, and they, they they've had that multiple times this year. Like what what made them think that just playing both games at the exact same time on Monday made any sense? Yeah, that's. That's just uh, money being money right there and trying to get ratings on another day. That's that's my guess on things because not like they were uh, amazing yeah, if games. if you wanted to get the ratings, wouldn't you not want to go up against somebody else? Uh, I can tell you that ABC and ESPN did not mind either way because they're the same and Disney owns them and they, get, <laughs> they got paid on Monday night. For sure, ah, that makes more sense. Yeah, see, that's where I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, uh, the exact thing that uh, I want to, I want to get into that. But obviously, we got to get uh, into some other sports talk. And uh, the, the big news out of Boston last night is the Red Sox and the Giants both in uh, offering big deals for a pitcher out of Japan. And uh, well, to take a whack at that name there, Kyle uh, Yasumoto. You combine the first and the last name. Oh, Something. man. All right. Give it to it, Anthony. You're the baseball guy. Yo, uh, I don't have it up in front of me. I believe it's Yoshinobu uh, Yamamoto. Well, he is not getting as big of a contract as Shohei Otani did from last week. But at the same time, he could be a very spot, very interesting spot to come to. And... At least the Red Sox are making a little bit of movement here to try to get something going in the year this this offseason. Well, yeah, the news that came out last night was very exciting, or yesterday was very exciting, because it was it's always something that's kind of in the back of your head when you go into winter meetings and you don't do anything, where it's like, okay, is that because they're trying to prepare for a big fish move here, or is it because... So now to know that, like, okay, they might not have done a ton in winter meetings, but they're... You know they're putting the three hundred million on the table. Whether I'm, I'm curious what the the plus minus is on that. On you know here's three hundred, but if the Mets offer you three twenty five, we'll offer you three thirty. Or if they, you know what I mean? Like what's the plus minus on that? Um, so it's encouraging, but um, I don't know. This off season's already very strange. Obviously, you get the Otani contract doing what it's doing with his $2 million a year with his backup catcher money. Um, and then the the Dodgers going out and trading for Tyler Glass now and re-signing him for, to a five-year deal. That's pretty annoying. And you got to remember, uh, it was interesting to look at that 17 years ago this past Thursday was the signing of Daisuke Matsuzaka which at the time was a huge amount of money for a player that was not uh, known if he was going to be worth. It was a we had to pay like $100 million just to talk to him or something It was $52 like. million over six years, and then they had to throw in a bidding fee of $51.1 million to yeah. get him. So he the sweepstakes cost the team $103 million just 17 years ago, and now we're talking about $300 million. Uh, crazy to see what's can what's happened in just 17 years. I can't believe that was 17 years ago. That's disgusting. Does it make you want to uh, feel a little bit older here that we might have to take our multivitamins now? Or what? it's just weird to think that it was so long ago on uh, the, the date uh, 
for that December 14th, 2006. 52 million dollars over 60. So now you look at that, that's a great deal. <laughs> so, an incredible deal. I mean, you can look back at uh Yoshida's contract and say that it was a good deal after you see in some of the some of the other contracts some of these guys are getting. Um but I mean, it seems like the last like week or so wasn't as eventful as I was expecting it to be, but I guess it may just drag out over the next couple weeks. But we did still have a pretty interesting week when it came to acquisitions. Obviously, I think we discussed the Tyler O'Neill pickup last week. That's so correct. Yeah, yeah, we did talk about talks. him. Um, San Francisco Giants signing uh, Jung Hoo Lee out of the Korean Baseball League. Ooh, okay. Very interesting deal. I'll try and pull up some stats on him in a few after I'm done going through this list. Um, Kansas City Royals. I don't know what's going on there. They have had a fascinating offseason so far by signing reliever Will Smith, signing right-hand starting pitcher Seth Lugo. They just traded – they just signed Michael Waka as well. They just traded, like, one of their prospect center field – not prospect, he's, like, 27 now, but they just traded, like, one of their young center fielders to the Pirates for some, like, prospects. So I I don't understand what's going on in Kansas City, but they're they're – so far, like the one of the most interesting teams. Um, another weird team making a cool move: uh, the Detroit Tigers signing Jack Flaherty. That one kind of annoyed me. Um, I would have loved to have gotten him on like a cheap deal because he was incredible a few years ago with the with the Cardinals, and then he had like a two year injury basically, and just came back last year. Ended up obviously getting traded to the Orioles. Um, did fairly well, but I think his upside is there. I, I I don't know if maybe there was no interest there because he's looking he's very clearly looking for a prove it deal after seeing what some of these pitchers are getting paid. Um, and Jack Flaherty two years ago would have been right up there with uh, Blake Snell and any of those guys this off season. Like he was he was that good. So him going to the Tigers is interesting. Again, I still don't really understand what the Tigers are doing. Um, I think A.J. Hinch just signed an extension, their head coach. Obviously, they have Javi Baez. and Who's older. Yeah, I mean, he's not like he's a young stud anymore. It's not 2015 anymore. No, that's why. That's what I mean. That's why I don't really understand. Like, they're, they have, like, guys like Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green who have been, like, who they were, like, their number one draft picks. Like, they, I think they were one or two overall, like, back-to-back -back years or something like that. So like those are exciting. Those guys are exciting. Riley Green is going to be really, really good. He's definitely a guy to watch for. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't, again, I don't really understand what's going there, uh, going on there. But also in that division now, you have the bottom of the barrel teams going back and forth with each other. While the White Sox are imploding. Oh no! The the, the Guardians like are are a bad team and they play terribly for a little while and then all of a sudden going towards the end of the year you're like oh man they have a they have a chance in the playoffs so no idea what's going on there um yeah white Sox, guardians and then the tigers and the royals and then the uh the minnesota twins like is it just the twins year again like easily or what are they gonna do are they gonna make any moves because so far like the royals are very slow. I'm going to have to do a little bit more research and watch how they do the rest of this free agency, but the the Royals may start to creep up as my fun team to watch for this year. I don't okay. know. Okay. All right. 
I mean, Michael uh, Walker uh, and Hunter and Renfro heading to the Royals. Is, yeah, uh, Renfro there's too. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so Renfro is the other name that you uh, you, you failed to mention. Both siding on Friday. And they're the Kansas City Royals free agents well, that's, spending that's over hundred million dollars this offseason. It's that's a first in a long time since we, I, you know, I can remember. Yeah, I definitely didn't see any of this coming. The the uh, and Seth Lugo Seth from the was like you know what I mean that one that that kind of felt like an exactly like a Royals move where it's like oh Seth Lugo he was like a a weird like three arm for like the Mets for a while or something like that. Like, yeah, sure. Let's give him three years, 45 million. <laughs> yep. But yeah. now to see everything else, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to see. I'm going to, I'm going to dive in a little bit real quick on some of this, uh, John who Lee. Well, look at, uh, who this Cooper Criswell is a, he just signed a one year deal with the Red Sox the other day. And this is a oh, baseball reference right now. Cause that one bothered me. Cooper Criswell. And he 33 innings, uh, 23 runs on 40 hits, fanning 27, walking 11 with the Rays in 2023. And yeah, his career numbers are a 5.97 ERA and 37 innings pitched. What? What was the? What was the? Why was the headline needed about this? Uh, bullpen depth. Depth is all I'm getting out of that. That just doesn't seem like a, a phenomenal person. Person, <laughs> a phenomenal team. Uh, to get to get that sort of player, but uh, that's what happens. You do. You do also have to remember, and which it has been very encouraging. But obviously, with getting uh, guys like um, Breslow and uh, Andrew Bailey, their thing is just, and and they've already shown that that's what they're doing. All we've done so far, and all like the Verdugo trade, the O'Neill stuff, the whatever, or not O'Neill, obviously, but. Everything we've done so far is just get a bunch of random pitchers, which, again, that's kind of their mo. Like that's that's like Andrew Bailey and Breswell's mo right there is to get a bunch of guys like that and then start farming them out during the season. That's that's what was making the the Cubs so good, and that's what like that's why they liked him in you know San Francisco and uh, Chicago and stuff like that. So. They are like a guy like Chriswell fits the the mold and the idea behind the Andrew Bailey and the the, the Craig Breslow very well. So we're we're all talking about Chriswell like, oh, who is this guy? Why do we care? But I wouldn't be shocked if in like six months he's like one of the top end relievers in our bullpen or like some other guy similar to Chriswell who has like twenty four innings pitched in his career just comes out of nowhere and uh, you know does his thing. A uh, team that I'm looking at having a really difficult start to the season, the Texas Rangers, after Max Scherzer, will be sidelined until midseason after undergoing a herniated disc in his back on Thursday that will put him out until at least July. And that joins the uh, Jacob Grom and Tyler Mail on the injured list to begin 2024 with DeGrom having a Tommy John surgery and Mal having a Tommy John surgery. This is not a good look for the team that just won the American League. Oh, my God. Sorry, I'm going through the Jung-Hoo Lee stats, and now I'm angry again. I'm <laughs> on this guy. The Rangers now have to deal with Nathan Avaldi, which obviously is pretty good, John Gray, Andrew Henney, and Dane Dunning in the back of the rotation to try to get them through 
the mid part of the season. So this is a <clears throat> a bad look for the uh, the Rangers, but not much you can do with uh, Tommy John's and herniated discs. That's obviously uh, uh, major surgeries for all those guys. It is, but also I feel like with how good all those other pitchers are on the team, is it is it not just smart for the Rangers at this point to just be like, hey, DeGrom, Scherzer, welcome to the team. Um, you're both not touching a major league like game until uh, August, minimum. Like, you just don't pitch the first like three months of the year anymore. It's just not worth it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just I don't know. At that point, it's like, what are you what are you doing? You're just kind of get yourself a breathing room in the the top of the division. That's all I got because uh, you know, as we are well aware, it becomes really important in July, August, and September. For when you really need to get things going, so yeah, um, I need to get back into this John Hu Lee stuff. This is uh, insane. So he's been in the KBO since uh, 2017 when he was 18 years old. He was. Oh wait, hold on. This is what they have. He was in the World stuff. Baseball Classic, and that's where he became really big name last year. Sure. Um, which again, we love the World Baseball Classic for that reason in general, and honestly, the World Baseball Classic may have added like 50 to 100 million dollars onto some of these guys that are trying to get posted right now um this season now that i think about it like would yamamoto be because when we were talking about yamamoto coming to the mlb it was like a you know it was going to end up being like some sort of five year like 180 million dollar deal or something like that now all of a sudden it's 300 million dollars so what happens if the world baseball classic doesn't happen you know what i mean so like Again, showing a reason why stuff like that is helpful for every for all parties involved. Um, anyway, started playing in the KBO when he was 18. Um, right off the rip, started playing 150 games a year. He played 144, 109, 140, 140, 120, 140, 80. That's his career games played per season. So he's relatively healthy, healthy young player. His batting average, his batting average throughout his career, his career batting average is 340. <laughs> his batting averages since he was 18 were 324, 355, 336, 333, 360, 349, and 318 in the 86 game season. So he is somehow only getting scarier and scarier at the plate. Um, not a huge power guy. He had a he had a 15 homer year and a 23 homer year. Um, but I, I mean, obviously he can put the ball wherever he wants. So if he wants it to be gone, I'm sure he'll, he'll make it. He, this is, this guy fascinates me. I'm, I'm now all in on Jung Hoo Lee. This is a, this is an impressive, uh, like this is incredible stats over there. I don't know how this slipped under the rug. I don't know how he got the money he was given. He should have gotten way more. I mean, to know a six year, $113 million deal is pretty good. And it, oh, I great. feel like yeah, he could have gotten. I feel like he could have gotten paid more for sure, but that's what the Giants offered him. That's what he agreed with, and now it'll be a, a big thing. <clears throat> uh, the Giants, well, Giants do, finally got their guy. The whoever, Giants do owe. Whoever would accept the contract? You know what I mean? They were throwing contracts at everybody for years now. Nobody wanted to go to San Fran, so they got their guy. They uh, the Giants do have to pay eighteen million eight hundred twenty five thousand for the rights from the South Korea Kuwam Heroes team, and uh, 
if he stays with the entire contract, it's also a 15% earned bonuses and escalators. So the uh, South Korea Kawam heroes are uh, you know, losing a big player, but also appreciating that they're getting uh, money out of this. Yeah, I think it'll be another... It'll be another fun guy to watch this year. I'm gonna, I'll be excited for that. We'll see, though. I'm trying to think if there's anything else big that's been coming up. I, I don't remember hearing about any rumors. Let me see if there's anything on MLB trade rumors right now. I know I did see that the uh, the Mets or Steve Cohen had dinner with Yamamoto last night or something like that. Oh, no, we don't like that. Think of that. Well, especially because he did say he wants to play on teams with other Japanese players, and they have like the one of the only other really, really good Japanese pitchers in the league right now. Of but course, they, they do. don't have his best friend. So uh, that's true, and it's, sometimes it does work out pretty well to have your best friend on the team, as the Red Sox have obviously done that in the past, and it's uh, it was it worked out pretty well. And back in, uh, what, 2013, as uh, we had those guys together. But, uh, Anthony, it is the top of the hour. we got to do a quick station identification. You're listening to Off The Mark Sports here on 95.3 WMNH. You are listening to WMNHLP, Manchester's radio, broadcasting at 95.3 megahertz frequency modulation from the top of 1000 Elm Street. Our studios are located at 1045 Elm Street and licensed to Manchester Public Television Service in Manchester, New Hampshire, USA. Contact us by email at WMNH953 at gmail.com or through our website, at WMNHradio.org. Hour number two here of Off the Mark Sports. Phone lines are open 603-250-6007. Anyone wants to call in and talk some sports at all. Uh, we do have a, uh, a caller that had been calling in numerous times that I got to mention uh, a lot of us have you know, appreciated her calling into our various shows and um, Shannon Dion, I, you know, you were a pleasure to have you call in and, and to ask us about sports talk. And we try to give you the best insight that we could. And uh, unfortunately a, uh, a short little illness uh, and you uh, have left the, the earth and are hopefully flying high somewhere. Um, listening to 95.3 WMH still, so um, may uh, thoughts and prayers to the uh, the family of Shannon and everything like that. And want to thank you for all the years of uh, listening to the station and, and calling into the many shows that we have here on uh, 95.3. So thank you, Shannon, for being a, a listener. And, you know, just know that, uh, you know, wishing the family the best for you. So <clears throat> on that note, uh, we do got to mention a little bit more. I uh, got some more baseball talk at all for Anthony, or do you want to switch over to some Celtics or Bruins? Um, yeah, I mean a little bit. It's still uh, still some of the things that are that are interesting to me, and that I'm still waiting for like the other shoes to fall here. Um, obviously, the Yamamoto thing is a pretty big, um, you know, waiting on the edge thing going on right now. But again, we still we talk about some of these teams that are looking to trade players or like guys like I talked about last week, like the White Sox, like they're going to be trying to unload guys like Cease and Eloy Jimenez. But now there's like the, the, 
again, I still don't understand what the Braves are doing. And also, the Padres say that they want to get under the luxury tax. This is going to make it interesting because, again, they have a lot of guys that they're going to have to trade to do that. So that's that. my final thought, I guess, is just on, like, uh, again, we're still – it is still very early in the offseason, and there's still a good chance that we have, like, a whirlwind week of just nonstop trades and God knows whatever else. So uh, keep your keep your notifications on, I guess. Uh, I'm going to give shout-outs to Shohei Otani and Rather Acuna Jr. They won well, the— Shout-outs to Shohei Otani. They, get, they won the 2023 Hank Aaron Awards on Saturday, the most outstanding offensive performers in each league. Uh, the award is picked by a um, panel of Hall of Fame players and former winners. That includes uh, Johnny Bench, Craig Biggio, Ken Griffey Jr., Derek Jeter, Chipper Jones, Pedro Martinez, Eddie Murray, Albert Pujols, David Ortiz, John Smoltz, and Robin Yaunt. So uh, it, the pair also won the Most Valuable Player Awards last month. So they're just uh, keeping with uh, winning these uh, phenomenal awards. So the Hank Aaron Award, obviously... You don't have the Bobby Barry Bonds Award or the Mark McGuire Award. It's the, you know, so obviously it has a little bit more meaning being the Hank Aaron Award. But uh, both are, have gotten paid pretty well and both had phenomenal seasons with uh, Akuna being the first 70-40 player in Major League Baseball history. That's, again, 70 stolen bases and 40 home runs, which is a huge thing to do. It's, it really is unreal if you, I mean, the history of the game is so long and, to know you have that much power, but also is able to uh, to hit that many home runs is, to me, just silly. Um, and th- the Braves are appreciating what he can bring to uh, the Atlanta area with his uh, consistent uh, fielding and batting. Yeah, that's why they offered him so much money. It makes... And then, well, <clears throat> good luck to the Dodgers. I, I This is going to be an f- interesting battle now for the... Uh, the so. The NFC, the uh, NFC, the uh, NL with uh, who's going to win between the two of them now. Uh, good morning to Jason Federson in the Facebook Live. I see you saying good morning. So good morning to you as well as uh, Anthony and Kyle here. We'll try to give you the best stuff. So uh, obviously we have a lot more time to talk about uh, baseball as every week we're going to have new exciting details. And hopefully, I hope so. hopefully we can get uh, a new Japanese pitcher come next week. And uh, it would be great all to see. All I want for Christmas this year. Oh, that's all. Well, John Henry, you're hearing it now. Anthony would like a star pitcher from Japan as his uh, as his Christmas gift. Yes, please. Make it happen, Mr. Henry. Make it happen. Uh, Bruins have been uh, looking a little so-so as of late. They are still... Yeah, turning back into a pumpkin, huh? They really are after uh, losing... I mean, we... Loss of the Sabres, beat the Coyotes, loss to the Devils, beat the Islanders, loss to the Rangers. And a lot of these games have gone to shootouts or overtimes. And it's not been the easiest way of things over the past couple of weeks that, uh, yeah, what's going to happen? I, I've enjoyed some younger guys, but really it's not all coming to fruition as much as we had thought earlier in the season. No, not at all. It's definitely making for some uh, interesting will-they-won't-days. And uh, are they good enough? Like, I know I saw Marshan was thinking about trying to persuade Bergeron into coming out of retirement with this team and stuff, which, again, like, 
again, I thought this team was dying like three years ago. So if you're gonna if you're gonna keep just showing signs of life, yeah, go back out there and see if you can steal them for one more year. Both the uh, the Rangers and the Bruins tied for the top spot in the conference with 43 points. So that's not too bad. But over in the West, the Las Vegas Golden Knights have taken over the uh, the lead, but they also have two games in hand. So uh, the Bruins still doing pretty well, but 5-3-2 and two over their last 10 games is not looking so promising compared to other teams that are starting to make a little run at it things. The Flyers are 7-1-2 and two in their last 10, and the Maple Leafs 6-1-3 and three over their last 10 games. So the Bruins really got to make sure that they don't start you know, continue slipping. Again, we're 31, 30 games into the season right now, and so far I've, I've appreciated what's happened over the first uh, third of the league uh, with the way that they've been playing with David Pasternak, 17 goals, 24 assists, 41 points, leading the team in all those right there. And, well, he can't be, he has, can't do everything. He's got to get some help from other players, and I expect uh, Charlie Coyle's got to start stepping up a little bit more. And, uh, and we also have appreciated some guys like Geechee um, has been able to come up, and, and Johnny Beecher has, has looked decent. So uh, Yeah, they've got some bright spots this year, but... I'm I'm still like just at the point now where I just need to ask Cam like, hey, like, are is this going to be another year where we go like balls to the wall during the the regular season trade deadline? Uh, or Cam you know? uh, was hoping to be here today, but unfortunately, uh, he had to spend the night in Scranton, uh, Pennsylvania. So no word if he saw Steve Carell or any of those uh, office people down in Scranton. Uh, nice. Or if he got some paper, maybe he got some uh, souvenirs. Uh, he went did some Christmas shopping for the office supplies um, down there, but no words. But I know that he uh, it was taking a, 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 a drive up here for the holidays, and we'll hopefully get him in for one of these uh, shows, whether it be Christmas Eve or um, you know the New Year's Eve. I'm not sure if we're gonna you know we'll figure th that out as we go. As uh, also the station did come and are making the move in the first week of uh, January to the new location on uh, Canal Street. So uh, oh, I didn't realize that. no word yet on if they are, we will so have show new uh, boards over there. Uh, no, I, I'm waiting to see. I don't know anything of what's going to be kept and what's going to be lost. So interesting. Uh, I know, know that it's going to be a new location and, uh, whether I'm sitting in the same chair or if I'm sitting in, not even standing, not even sitting, uh, we'll see what the the big bosses uh, decide on for the uh, the station and the board and the chairs and the couches and everything else that comes with uh, running a radio station. So, yeah, I'll have to come by for the new studio if that happens. Yeah, I again, I, I have not been in there to look at it. I, I popped in the first few weeks, but there was no walls. There was just kind of like, all right, this, there's a lot of work here. And I don't, don't see the excitement of, uh, looking at a place that doesn't have walls. Um, but apparently things are moving along pretty well from what I've been hearing. And we got the official email earlier this week that, uh, the things will be happening. So, uh, stay tuned, Anthony, and we'll uh, figure out where we're going, where we're going to be, and uh, how this I is going to work. I still be in my apartment, but you know how it goes. I do. Absolutely. It's uh, 
It's a great to be sitting in a in a couch or wherever you might be sitting in, I'm in my office. You're in, okay. All right. Offices are nice. Is uh, uh, yeah. And then the Celtics, on the other hand, have been uh, looking uh, decent so far. As long as it's not at the playing tournament, it looks like they're doing pretty well. Maybe that's the sign that they have a different issue with uh, competitive natures of really being an important game instead of a unimportant game. Uh, yeah, maybe. I also wonder if there was teams like the Celtics where they were just like, hey, like we can keep playing this game with them and we can go to Vegas and yada yada. Or, uh, hey, a combination of Jalen Brown, Al Horford, Claire Stapps, and uh, Jason Tatum all just pool together $500 for each of the two-way guys or whatever yeah. younger guys on the team. 19-5 on the season through 24 games, leading the Atlantic Division by a game and a half over the Philadelphia 76ers. And a back-to-back -back matchup here today, they play the Orlando Magic. Orlando, weird, man. They've stayed in Boston for three days now as the Magic... And Celtics played on Friday night with the Celtics winning 128 to 111. And now, the Jalen Brown show in that game. Sorry. Go ahead. No, we'll it's it, it just. On that. that was unbelievable. It's just very odd to me to have a team stay in a city for this long uh, as there's a very large storm coming through. So the Magic might be stuck in town for even longer. But, Why are they still here? Are they playing like New York? No, they're. they're I mean, I. Let me look in the. They could be onto something here. Maybe they did. That seems like three game, three days in a row. No, they they only they didn't play yesterday. So they played the Friday night, and then they played the Celtics again today at three o'clock. So I'm looking uh, forward to oh, okay, seeing that okay, game. Okay. But it's just you know that's kind. Of, that's been kind of weird. I guess the way that they have to mess with the schedule with the playing tournament makes it a little bit strange. But playing the Cavs back to back, and then the the Magic back to back. Uh, the Cavaliers, at least there was... Uh, oh, excuse me. I'm looking at the, the wrong schedule. I'm looking at the Orlando Magic because that's what I kind of went yeah, into. Yeah, but I, I'm, just, I'm just more saying like to play the, the same two teams back like over and over again. And the Magic this year are looking very good at 16-8, and eight, uh, leading the Southeast Division over teams such as the Miami Heat and the Atlanta Hawks. So they're the, the, no uh, you know slouch of a team that we, we might have known in the past. The sure. the Magic did beat us earlier in the year a one thirteen ninety six win. So this is really a, a very they big... started the year out hot though. Yes, they did. But the Celtics are have the big advantage here twelve and zero at home this year. And Tatum's twenty seven points, like you said the other night, were uh, were pretty fun to watch. No Brown Brown. Oh. Excuse was me. Was unbelievable. Did you see the dunks he was putting up in that game and the step backs? Uh, I definitely saw a lot of the game. I was I was kind of flashing between the the Bruins who won in the shootout, um, then uh, along with that. But yeah, you are correct that uh, Jalen Brown did have a heck of a game the other day, and well, he, hopefully he can have a heck of a game again today. Um, Is as, Porzingis playing? Uh, he well, I. I'm looking into it right now to see. Uh, again, they don't have to make their in injuries uh, known just for a little bit. But, yeah, the, the Jalen Brown throwdown on Anthony Black is, uh, I mean, he got posterized. That's rough. Yeah. 
Well, you get in the way. Sometimes you either got ran over or you stopped the speeding train instead. Yeah, welcome he, to the league, brother. He got run over. And Peyton Pritchard, 21 points off the bench, also was a big thing as he was nailing threes left and right. It was pretty impressive to see him go six for seven from three-point range. And he led uh, the bench. Obviously, they outscored the Orlando bench 47 to 28, which really was the deciding factor on the game. Yeah, that was a that was a fun game to watch for sure. The Celtics are definitely my favorite team in the area right now. The Celtics' second longest home winning streak in franchise history: thirteen games. Uh, the Bill Russell, Bob Cousy, and Tommy Heinsohn team in 1957-1958 had 17 home games in a row to open the season. So, uh, still some work to be done to see if they can break the record. But uh, it's pretty impressive that the Celtics have not lost any, uh, at home in 20 regular season games dating back to March 5th of last season. Um, they did not lose in last season's playoffs. Uh, but they did lose to the Heat down there. So Celtics are we'll looking good. Finished. It should be we'll very good. Finished. I mean, that's that's gonna be a lot going on between the uh, the Patriots at one o'clock, the Celtics at three o'clock, plus the all the NFL, uh, all the other games that are going on. So uh, again, I'm liking this, liking what you you probably are right there with what the the Celtics have been able to do. It's been the uh, the best team so far. And uh, the other team that are tied for the Celtics for the best team in all of the league, the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm loving seeing that they are so good, uh, eight and two in their last ten games. And uh, you know, I I love a little like surprise teams that have come out of nowhere. Uh, in the West, the Oklahoma City Thunder also looking very good. We haven't seen them oh, yeah. be phenomenal in a number of years, and this is becoming you know this is also dealing with losing one of your best three-point shooters from Australia with uh, allegations against him. So, this, I mean, he hasn't missed a game. I, it's, which is strange, but it's still uh, obviously the talk in Oklahoma City for this yeah, season I'm so sure far. I'm sure it's affecting him a little bit. It's uh, it's where it's at with uh, the local Dallas Mavericks are 16-9 and nine so far on the season. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, fun to see. But then you got teams uh, like the... Los Angeles Lakers, who are 15-11, are going to put up the banner after winning the in-season tournament. I think that's, I mean, a banner is too much. I, you can put up like a little uh, banner. With, you know LeBron needs it. I know, but the, the way that the Celtics do it, or the Bruins do it up in the banners is perfectly fine with the way that, you know, the one how they won the President's Cup and everything like that. I don't know if, how when the last time you've been to the Garden was, but I, I like the way that the Bruins do things. Yeah, I mean they got a lot of banners up in the in the Garden Rafters, so they got they got to consolidate when they can. Yeah, I mean, I, thankfully there's been a little bit of a uh, since we were born. Really, it's been a long time since uh, we've seen a lot of banners for the Celtics from what they or did the in the. Bruins, but yeah, yeah, the Bruins. I mean, yeah, yeah, really in our time we've only seen one from each team. That's kind of sad. to to think about in a lot of ways compared to what our parents grew up watching. It would be much watching. more sad if we didn't win like eight other ones in other sports. Oh, very, very good points. Yeah, we. I guess we are a little uh, lucky in a lot of ways. I with think that. we'll be okay. We'll live. 
Um, but uh, we might as well. We, our, our list is shorter this week, Anthony, for the uh, NFL picks. So we might as well uh, get this. And uh, obviously, we'll we'll have some sort of breaking news as we go uh, somehow in the end of the show, whether it be a signing of a player or uh, an, someone not playing. Uh, but let's uh, let's get our football picks in to uh, get this going. And uh, if you're ready. I uh, can cue up the music and see what's going on here in the NFL for week number 15. I am ready to go. All right. Well, let's get things going here as uh, looking forward to a day of interesting moments, including the uh, Patriots playing at one o'clock. And uh, Anthony, take it away. Every other week and every other game uh, this year in the NFL, you never know what's going to happen. So. Uh, going into it, speaking of you never know what's going to happen, we have a little home cooking with the Chiefs and the Pats. Oh, starting uh, off with that. Uh, tickets are still going for $78 for this. I know that the uh, the the Taylor Swift train has come to Foxborough this week to see her in the crowd. So over, under, and how many times we see her, I'm going to go with six. Um, Chiefs are favored by eight and a half. I think they want revenge after the last week's loss. And, uh, well, the Patriots are, are, are prime for this right now. It, I think it'll be a little bit closer for the first uh, half, but the Chiefs will end up winning this game. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to put any extra thought into this one. 39 degrees and overcast for weather. So for those that are going to the game, it's still uh, going to be warm enough that uh, you, winter hats and gloves are needed, but uh, not too heavy of a jacket. Yes. All right. Not wasting any more time on that game. Uh, Giant Saints. Oof. Wow. Um, Tickets are going for $17 down there in the Superdome in New Orleans. Uh, the Giants somehow are looking pretty good with Tommy DeVito. They've won the last two in a row. They, I mean, to, his agent was the biggest story on Monday night to see oh, I know. what he looked like in that fedora. This, this, is, this is my own personal insanity right now. Again, I do not know if Chris Olave is playing, and this is the player that I need to know the most. Um, the Saints have only looked so promising. I'm going to go with the Giants on this one. Yeah, I like the Giants. I'm, I'm riding with DeVito as long as I can. Uh, Saquon Barkley looks very strong as of late, 783 yards rushing. For a guy that kind of everyone looked over, I'm liking what Saquon has brought. And, and, I mean, not to mention having a guy like Saquon who can be that good and then you can still kind of throw the ball a little bit here and there with DeVito, like, you know, that's that sets yourself up for... That sets you guys up for, you know, something good. There's nothing... Uh, $17 for tickets must be... Oh, gosh, now I look further down the list. Sorry, I'm, I went ahead of myself. Um, but... Yeah, there's nothing about the Saints that really scare me. And I mean, they're they're six and seven. Yes, they have a pretty good record, but um, I, I just think that the Saints will pull this one out today, especially after the heroics of the other night. Yes. Um, next, we got an AFC East matchup with the uh, New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. Eighty-four dollars. If anyone wants to head down to the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. I, I've like I said, I've enjoyed what the Jets defense can do, but I think that they're going to have a little bit more trouble. Um, Tyreek Hill is going to be a game time decision for this, so that's a big thing. As you saw, that Miami looked just uh, frazzled when he was not out there, and their offense did not run as smoothly. 
But I think that they will still be able to do enough that uh, Wada will be able to pull up and, and do some things. Uh, obviously, you know that the running game has been pretty good. So uh, if Tyreek doesn't play, I think it will be a very closer game. Maybe a field goal would decide it, but I'm still going to pick the Dolphins either way. Yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins on that one. I'm not going to try and think too much about it. Eight points is a good amount, but I'm still taking the Dolphins for the win. Yes, I, I again, that's a tough bet without uh, knowing if the star receiver is going to be out there or not with Tyreek. Exactly. Um, all right, breezing through these, talking about horrible games. Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers. This is the game that I, I looked down at. Tickets are $6 for this. Uh, did you see the headline that some were going for 50 cents? Oh, I did not see that. I'm yeah. just, oh boy. I would go for a game for 50 cents between the Panthers and Falcons. Uh, Panthers yeah. just really enjoying uh, not not having a number one pick. Um, they are 1-12 in the year. Uh, their <clears throat> one win did come at home earlier in this year, but uh, I'm expecting a big Bijan Robinson day, and I would love to see the Falcons. I would love that. I would love to see the Falcons get that uh, win versus the Panthers. Yes. Um, all right. Next up, we got the Texans and the Titans. Uh, what, Davis Mills versus Billy Levis? Yeah, no word on if C.J. Stroud has come out of concussion protocol. I don't think that he has, but, uh, you know, he could pull a heroic thing and come out of the... The Titans obviously looked pretty good the other night. They beat the Dolphins. That was a big win for them. And Mike Vrabel, will his time end in, in Tennessee pretty soon? Time will tell on that. Uh, this is going to be a tough one. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'm gonna, If everyone was healthy for the Texans, I'd go for them all day. But I'm going to go with Houston on this. Because uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry, I think, will be able to uh, to have a decent day. Track the seat, though, season. Yeah, it's true. Uh, uh, the ball has not lied every time I've said that the last three weeks. He's on, he's going for a league record in his fourth week of two touchdowns. In Jeez. A row. So I also just realized that one of my fantasy teams that's on a bye this week has Sam Laporta and Jared Goff on it. So I'm glad I just missed out on like 60 free points. Yeah, that's that. I mean, Jared Goff, five touchdowns oh, was unreal. Boy. I'm going to be so mad if I lose in this league next week. All right. <laughs> um, next up. We got the Chicago Bears and the Cleveland Browns. That's an interesting matchup. Oh. Bears? Well, Justin Fields is actually slinging it pretty well. I got to give him that. And the Browns just seemed like they've been able to just doesn't matter who's in there in offense. Um, the, yeah, the, the rookie uh, quarterback who was able to win a game earlier this, this season, but now Joe Flacco has been able to come in and I think Joe Flacco, the Flacco train is still going to roll through the Bears today. Yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still for it. Um, Tickets are eighteen dollars for this one in in Cleveland. I mean, this is the most exciting Cleveland's had in some time, and to know that they're uh, still not even selling out is a uh, surprising to me. Yeah, this is an interesting one because the Bears have been also playing really well lately. Um. I've been impressed with them. Not, I'm not gonna lie. They, they, they beat the Lions okay, last week, 28-13. I'm gonna pick the Bears. Ooh! I think, I think the Bears are just a little bit more explosive, where the Browns are more like 
you're not really going to get a boom game from them. You're going to get a nice, solid Joe Flacco go out there, play four quarters of football versus like Justin Fields could just go off for like 280 in the air and uh, 120 on the ground. You know what I mean? The Bears are on a two-game winning streak after beating the the Vikings uh, back on November 27th. They did have a, their bye uh, two weeks ago as well. So it's a, it's a, I understand what your thought process is. I'm just going to see if Flacco can keep things going. So sure. glad to see that we're, uh, we're, we're against each other on, on one of these. All right. Next up, we got the Bucks and the Packers in Green Bay. The battle of who gets to say the Bay uh, between Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Nice. Good one. Oh, boy. They both have the same record. Um, I This is just a throw them up in the air type pick for me. I don't really have any hope for either team. Actually, I need a Jeremy Reed day. So I'm going to go with the Packers on this. Um... I don't know. I think I think the Bucks have enough what it takes to beat the Packers. I think the Packers have shown flashes this year with Love, but I think he is like starting to show up, like come to form a little bit, kind of come back down to earth a little bit. So it wouldn't shock me, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the Bucks. Uh, tickets for this game. It actually, it's gonna be pretty warm, 34 degrees in Green Bay for this. Uh, will that affect Tampa Bay? Is that too cold for them? I, I don't know. That's that's fine for Green Bay people. Uh, so it'll be $34 for a ticket up in Green Bay for this game. So, uh, yeah, I, so we're, we're battling against each other on this. I'm going to go Green. You're going to go Tampa. And uh, I will tell at 1 o'clock what, who wins this game for sure. Yes. Okay. Uh, now we're into the four o'clock slate. We have the San Francisco 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. I need a big 49ers day. Uh, I did not play. He as well. Uh, I would love to see uh, Brock Purdy put up three touchdowns. And, uh, you know, whether I don't know who you need to have, but uh, I just need Brock to, to, to sling it. And uh, whether you have McCaffrey or not, I, uh, I'd be fine with McCaffrey having a quieter day. Yes. Uh, what do you think? San Fran favored by 12? Is that favorable for this? I don't know if I'd take the points in that situation, but I'm taking the Niners. Okay. I just was uh, throwing it out there. 12 tickets for 100. Yeah, 12, and a, 12 and a half points is a lot. I, the, the, the Cardinals haven't been like that bad. No, they they've they actually have looked decent, but yeah. Um apparently the tickets are expensive for this game. $148 for the 49ers and Cardinals. Uh over under is 48.5. That seems about right. I'm thinking a 35 to 10 game. 35 10. I'm I'm I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Um all right. Washington Commanders and the L.A. Rams. Oof. Um, I need a Kyron Williams day, so I'm going to go with the Rams. The Commanders are 4-9, and nine, and again, Sam Howells looks pretty good. Um, but I've, I've enjoyed what Stafford has brought to the, uh, the Rams over the past few weeks since he's come back from injury. Uh, so I'm going to go Rams 6.5. I'm going to take the over on that. 
I think I want to take the Commanders, but I think I'm safer with taking the points than I am taking them to win. But I think I'm still going to... I don't know. I like Sam Howell. I think they're good. I'm going to take the Commanders. I know they don't have Brian Robinson today, but Antonio Gibson is still a serviceable enough back. And um, they still have McLaurin. And even... Um, oh, God. What's his name? I have him on my fantasy team. Uh, what's his... Curtis Samuel has Ooh. been like... Like playing well this year like he was a guy i've had him on this fantasy team for three years now i believe yeah since may of 2021 and i don't know how many times he's ever cracked my starting lineup because i just don't pay attention to him and he has been doing like like he got 10 points last week 21 the week before that he has multiple like 10 15 20 point games this year like he that they they do have good players they just i don't know what's going on very odd to see that uh, they're doing, you know, so well at four nine with, uh, you know, just they don't even know <clears throat> where their their field might be in a matter of a couple of years. So, um, but for today, they will be playing in SoFi Stadium, and uh, yeah, we're both favoring the Rams in this game. So, we'll see what happens at four oh five. Commanders, yeah. So we're against each other on this one too. All right, fine, fine, be that way. All right. Now we're up to the 4.30 slate. The Cowboys and the Bills. Uh, game of the day, for sure. Oh, actually, yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say the game of the day. It's in I Buffalo. Guess. I think that we're going to be getting some weather through here today, uh, or at least in Buffalo. Um, weather reports have not looked good for around here to in tonight into tomorrow. Uh, Buffalo is, you know, uh, 150 yards or 50 yards, 50 miles to the west. So weather could play a factor in this. Uh, you know that the, uh, you know, 36 degrees, it won't be snowing. Tickets are $124. I'm enjoying what Dallas has brought lately. I'm going to stick with the Cowboys in this, even though the Bills are probably more used to 36 degree weather than Dallas. Yeah, the Bills are kind of on like an upswing right now too, weirdly enough. So, um, but I also wouldn't be shocked if the Cowboys are up like thirty points in the first half. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna take the Cowboys. I hate saying it, but I will. The Cowboys, weirdly enough, are three and three on the road this year. That's all three of their losses have come on the road. So, it's uh, not looking so promising for the Cowboys in a lot of ways and again like I said if weather plays a factor um, can CD Lamb still catch the ball well will it be a Tony Pollard day uh, will Dak Prescott have to be scrambling for him for his life uh, at the same time can Josh Allen and uh, Diggs get on the same page and look good I just think that uh, Dallas is a little bit more better of a running game than the Bills do I've uh, not been impressed with the Bills running game this year. And, uh, well, uh, yeah, we're both going the Cowboys in this one. All right. Next up, we have the 8 o'clock game, Sunday Night Football. Baltimore Ravens versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I'm looking forward to this being a fun game for sure. Uh, it's obviously a battle for uh, best team in the AFC in a lot of ways because if uh, – the Jaguars are two games behind, but they've uh, had trouble at home this year. While the Ravens have looked good on the road with a 5-1 record, 
I just have been very impressed with what Lamar has been able to do this year for the Ravens. I'm going to stick with the Ravens uh, on the road. This, on, I think it'll be a high-scoring Sockamouth game because the weather in Jacksonville will be pretty warm at 62 degrees. But uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to stick with the Ravens in this. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take the Ravens too. I'm just still a little uneasy with Trevor Lawrence and whatever the injury is concerned is going on there. So. Uh, I I just think the Ravens are a more complete team. And unfortunately, I have to play him in my fantasy playoff instead of Jake Browning, who looked phenomenal yesterday with 30 points. Um, I've been a, I, I'm actually very uh, shocked at how good uh, Browning has been as a third string backup for the uh, for the Bengals this year. They they he's still keeping him in playoff contention, but it also helps when you have T Higgins and. Uh, uh, chase to throw to that that certainly is a very nicer thing to do much um all right so for monday night we got the eagles and the seahawks loving this game right here it's gonna be a battle of the birds it is in seattle and seattle is a, a tough place to play they're four and two uh at home this year eagles are coming on a two-game losing streak right now after getting beaten up by the uh, the Cowboys, I just think that they, uh, with an extra re- day of rest and an extra day to uh, to get things squared away, uh, I'm still gonna pick the Eagles on this with their 10-3 record. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Again, the the Eagles are a very good team, and now they have to play like they're a very good team, which means they're going to look very good. Uh, hopefully. A.J. Brown now with 90 catches, 1,258 yards receiving, and seven touchdowns. Uh, Jalen Hurts is starting to pick up the uh, interceptions this year. Ten interceptions with 19 touchdowns. Yeah, he's been able to run a bunch in as well. um, Whoa, Tyreek Hill's out. Tyreek Hill is out. Oh, goodness. Uh, That is very helpful for the Jets right now with... uh, making decisions on that that's a huge huge thing uh, it was weird it's to me that it's out of my playoff lineup yeah no my only option is Devonte parker this is the worst timeline you must oh be able to get God. someone else right you, you just... got to be kidding okay no i can swap somebody into my flex and i can i can put in logan thomas okay all right we're let's good. say you we're must good. be able to have okay. someone else Whew. that was a horrifying uh, oh God! I just scrolled by my bed. This this team is hilarious. I'm I'm trotting out there for week one of the playoffs. My it's a two quarterback IDP league, and I'm starting Joe Flacco and Jake Browning as my playoff QBs. Yeah, but Jake just got. I mean, yes, I understand. We yeah, just, he got me 20 points last night, but still, it's not who you were expecting earlier this season. No, that, that was not when I was building out this team. When I was getting into the playoffs, I was going, oh boy, I can't wait for week one of the playoffs when I get to trot out there. Jake Browning and Joe Flacco in the year 2023. Uh, other new, I'm, I'm seeing some news. Uh, Flacco announces that he wants to play next season with a team, whether it be, he's obviously not going to be with, uh, it could be with Cleveland, I suppose. I was going to say, I don't think anything's obvious anymore. Yes, he could say with Cleveland, obviously, if they want to pay him another $4 million. But, uh, yeah, just kind of, uh, that was the word is that Flacco enjoyed retirement, but he's still got the, uh, the, the want to be out there. So, um, 
So yeah, we, we that's week fifteen. I guess we nope, should. We still got the Thursday night game, Saints Rams. Well, that's week sixteen, sir. Oh, okay, tech, sure. See what I'm saying? Either way, who's your pick? Uh, well, you, you get, give me the. I don't know what the teams are. You didn't tell me. I just said Saints Rams. Saints Rams. Saints and Rams. Hmm. Saints. Wait, is there Christmas? Oh, it would be Monday. So yes, there is a Christmas Day game. There's two. Yeah, so that's why I was like, there's other games. It is being played in... Oh. Are we doing a show next Sunday? Uh, as of right now, we could. I, I hadn't really talked to you guys about it yet, so... I uh, think I'll be around. Saints-Rams, I'm still on, man. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the Rams in this one. Adam Schefter just dropped his inactives list. All right, go Active, ahead. Actives today. Jamal Williams, Noah Brown, Aaron Jones, Chris D Godwin, Devon A-Chain. Or A-Chan. Inactives, DJ, or AJ Dillon, Christian Watson, Tyreek Hill. Chris Olave is officially inactive. Inactive. Thank and you. Joe Collins. That's not a good look for me at all. <laughs> I'm pretty um, sure I have him on a team. I need to go find that right now. Oh boy! Thank you, Anthony, for or thank you, Adam Schefter, for delivering that news. Dang it! That's good. Stinks. I do have Noah Brown in. Inact inactive. That's unreal. Oh, and Darren, Darren Waller's back today. So that helps the thought uh, for the Giants to beat the Saints big time. Olave out, Waller in. Tommy Cutlet slinging it back there. I don't know. Actually, I'm hammering the Giants today. Six points? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't blame you on one bit right there. Oh, boy. This is uh, nothing like the stress of uh, fantasy football to get your day going here. No, now I have, because I have Darren Waller coming back, um, because he became active, I just got completely screwed. Because he became active as of today, even though there's already been four games this week. So, like, half of my bench and other players have already played. And I just got told that I had to pull a player off of IR. So now I have to move him into the lineup, and I would have to drop a player. And I can't drop, like, half the players on my team because they have already played games. Jeez. Yeah, that's, that's so daunting for sure. So now I'm decide between dropping Cedric Wilson... Mac Hollins and uh, Jawan Jennings, so that I can get Darren Waller back. What do you think? Or, or uh, wait, I have Julio Jones. I'm just gonna drop Julio Jones. He hasn't done anything. Yeah, I was gonna say that's game. that's the easy one right there. I have Julio Jones and Martavis Bryant on this team. <laughs> what did I think I was trying to do here? Who did I think I was gonna sneak that one by? Apparently yourself to answer yeah, that question. Well, See, Julio Jones has at least been playing. The only thought here is, like, what if Martavis Bryant is finally ready to play? And then, like, week one, week two of the playoffs, he goes off for, like, 40. I mean, to be fair, he'll never, I'll never start him. So I don't really see the point in. Yeah, there's been no update on anything since he's been signed with the team. Wild. He's not even on the depth chart. So ah. I feel like I should just drop Martavis Bryant, but Julio Jones might be the safer drop here. I I would for sure. I mean, he's playing like twenty five percent of snaps though too. 
Okay, all right. Wow, he was so good too for a while. At it, this this app like shows their entire career stats for fantasy points, like how many stats they had over a certain year. His rookie season, he had 200 fantasy points, and at one point he was at he was at 366 fantasy points. That's so almost a quarterback. Dang, that's incredible. Probably hold on. One of the stats though, what do you have? Like three touchdowns that season, probably 368. He had eight touchdowns. Wow, so it really wasn't only until recently that he started to fall off. He started his career with eight touchdowns and ten touchdowns when he in his first two seasons. Wild. Interesting. Very wild to, to think of that. Uh, so we yeah. got, the obviously, the uh, the Christmas uh, games going on, and uh, that includes Saturday, two Saturday games next week as well, Anthony. Oh, does it? Yeah, we have two Saturday games. I jump- All right, so let's go over those then, too. Um, wait, where are you seeing that? Because I mine shows me the Thursday and then immediately switches to Sunday, December 24th. It doesn't I am, give me anything for Saturday. I am seeing the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Pittsburgh to face the Steelers at a 4.30 start time for next Saturday. That would line up because I don't see any one of those teams left on the list of games after that. But I, yeah, I don't have that on my list. So you're you're up. Uh, so I'm gonna go with the Bengals in the way that they've been playing. And the I the Steelers, maybe the Steelers have something that they want to prove at home uh, because they've what's lost. The, what's the matchup again? It's the Bengals and the Steelers. Oh, Jake Browning's gonna tear them to shreds. That's exactly kind of where my head was at with uh, that. It was gonna be a. a Big Jake Browning day against the Steelers. As weird as that is to say out loud. Exactly. Um, and then the uh, the second, the late game, uh, the Buffalo Bills traveling across the country to face off against the Los Angeles Chargers, who are coming off one of the worst beatdowns in NFL history with a couple days to spare to get healthy. Hmm. Eight o'clock game. Next Saturday nights, I am yeah. gonna. I think I'm gonna go with Buffalo on that one. Buffalo is playing who? Buffalo is facing the Chargers. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is that gonna be the first interim head coach game? Because interim head coaches have been getting some pop this year. They certainly. That's actually a very valid point. I didn't even think about that. Um, and you you could be onto something there. Um, you just might. Just might. It's, um, I mean, to see what Antonio Pierce has been able to do with the Raiders is pretty impressive. Um, will they, will they, the Buffalo has something to prove. They, they still want to get something done here. Um, so that's why it's, it's a really tough spot to be in. But, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Buffalo in that game. So, uh, that's, that's, uh, my thoughts. And, Boy. Yeah, I don't know. Buffalo, Buffalo has a chance to redeem themselves here, but it's gonna take it's gonna take some work for sure. So I don't know. I'm not really holding my breath for them, but they'll be they'll be fun to watch. Oh man, I have to swap Chris Olave with Jarek McKinnon. Oh, this is the worst first week of playoffs I've ever seen. I'm still trying to decide who I would want to have in. To in face of well, who do you have on your team? Let's, oh, let's a lot of already a lot of already played it. A lot of them already played because of uh, yesterday's game. So I'm kind of uh, I need to pick someone up off the waiver Who's wire. Available? Yeah, 
Um, a lot of them are injured reserve. I mean, do I want to try Pop Douglas? Do I want to see what he's like? Absolutely not. Uh, Jahan Dotson um, of the Ooh. Commanders. Like I said, the Commanders are throwing the ball to their guys. So Let's that's why I'm like, Dotson's. I'm looking at his stats and just, just. Dotson is definitely your best. Who else do you have available? Uh, I Let me go down some more. Dotson has like a 26-point week this year. He's got 17, 11, 10. Uh, Elijah Moore, uh, DJ Chart, uh, no. Rondell Moore, Michael Gallup. Uh, if the Justin Watson for the Chiefs. I, I think uh, I think Dotson's your your best uh, upside. That's why I'm just looking at uh, what's been going on for the past few weeks, and it seems like yeah, he's not too bad. Um, they they did face no, a I'm tough kind of shock. He's available, so that's why I'm like, all right, well let's let's look at who uh, who might be available for to help me win some win a game here. Um, how many touchdowns yeah, does he have on I the? Think Dotson's a pick there. All right, all right. And they're coming off a bye too, if I remember correctly. So uh, yeah, the the commanders are yes. And the Rams defense, I I mean, let's let's, let's give it a whirl. Let's give it a whirl. I'm trying to see if there's any good props that are out there. I, I'm gonna look more into this. I'm like I'm in. I'm fascinated by this Giants Saints game now. Let's see. What are the Tommy DeVito over 180 passing yards? I'd take that. What is he at for passing touchdowns? Oh, they don't even have it here. They're too afraid. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they only have him over half of a touchdown. This is like, I don't know. This game is very interesting. All right. I'm going to uh, have to put a little skin on this one. I'm expected to lose by point, uh, one zero points. So that's that's the at least I had something better than Olave. Um, yeah, it's better than zero points is the potential. Man, if Ty Chandler had gone in, uh, if that if that's what it comes down to today, I'm going to be um, a crying boy later on. But it's okay. Time will tell here. Yes. Um, so with uh. I got to go back to some baseball news that I forgot to even mention with you earlier. There's been a huge fight in uh, Tampa, in the Tampa Bay area, to try to change the Rays name again, Anthony. They, what? They, uh, I think that um, they want to change it back to the Tampa Bay Rays um, because it's the whole entire area, not just Tampa. That uh, has been behind the the Rays organization, and they um, apparently want to get um, um, the the need to know that it's it's the whole entire area, not just Tampa, that uh, is in this has has done this. What, what are they trying to turn change it to? They want to be like more well known, and they want to just focus on the. Um, be like the Jacksonville Rays or something? Something like that, exactly. Where they're trying to make sure that uh, because it's actually being played in St. Pete and uh, with this new stadium, it's going to be building in a lot of... Uh, they're almost kind of doing what they did at Fenway or what they've done at uh, Gillette's with 
trying to build. Oh, not to mention, you could get some serious sales by doing a name change and a, stu- a stadium reveal. And that's kind of where they're uh, they're trying to go with uh, changing the name to like, oh, we got to go check out the new stadium, and oh, look, let's we might as well buy the team's new logo while we're here. Yeah, so that's why they're they're thinking about making a lot of changes there for the Rays organization. Obviously, with getting rid of Tyler Glass now, that was a bad sign this week with uh, sending him to the Dodgers. But uh, the at least the uh, the organization is trying to uh, find a, a new way to. Um, I mean, obviously, you can't make it the Florida race, but you've seen other teams that have done done pretty good things with changing the. I mean, you could. The Marlins are Miami now, so you could do the Florida Florida race. Yeah. So that was that was the story that I saw earlier this week. With uh, um, there's been a lot of fights. It's got to go to the uh, the city council debated it on Thursday, ultimately voting for a resolution seeing options to elevate the city's prominence with the MLB team that could include a na- name change. So sure. I didn't know if yeah. you had seen that or not this Between week. Between that and like the the expansion team conversations that have been happening lately too. I'll, uh, I'll believe anything I hear. What's going on? You got to remember that uh, the Angels have had multiple different names. Uh, Los Angeles Angels, California Angels, Anaheim Angels, and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim that all kind of worked out in some way or another, but now they're officially the Los Angeles A's. Or Angels, excuse me. Yeah, has there been any discussions on what the um, rumored Vegas team is going to be called i think they're going to keep it the athletics still i mean it was the philadelphia athletics and then the oakland athletics it's still uh you know it, it goes back to the history of baseball to have that team so uh does, but um i'm curious vegas baseball team name rumor um, while we decide on that, I uh, I always like to have some sort of unique story for you, Anthony. I know you're a big fan. Uh, some two MIT students in Cambridge, Massachusetts, set the world record, the Guinness World Record, for the longest, Anthony, longest. Imagine trying to do this at your next barbecue. They threw a hot dog 120 feet and were able to land it into a bun. That's right. They <laughs> threw a... Hot dog, 120 feet and landed in the bun. Uh, I don't know if uh, what type of physics were created to make this happen, but uh, 120 feet is the Guinness World Record for the longest throwing of a hot dog into a bun. That's something. That's I don't know. No word if they, um, uh, you know, if they they what type of bun and what type of hot dog were used on this. Um, sure. It could have been a beef dog. It could have been a you know a Fenway Frank. It could have been a Dodger dog. Not sure exactly. Uh, and I'm sure you've seen this. Uh, Kevin McAllister in 1990 went to the grocery store and spent $19.83 on groceries. Uh, he got milk. He got all the necessities to keep living as a 10 year old without his parents. Um, they did the math that now list of, uh, grocery items that he got in 1990 would now cost him $72 and 28 in 2023 uh, living in the Chicago area, which is where home alone was filmed. My God. Yeah. I mean, I'm even, I'm living it myself, so I get it. A 
50% increase in grocery prices since that iconic shopping rate. Uh, I have not watched Home Alone yet this year. I've only watched Elf, and uh, I got to get on that um, and see some uh, some Home Alone because uh, I did recently just watch the uh, the new Santa Claus TV show, and that was pretty good. With with Tim Allen. Yeah. Okay, so that's why I'm like. Uh, also, the Athletics apparently have no plans to, plans to change their nickname if they move, but that article came out in April. I I read this on Thursday. When they went to the city cou- city council to make this decision, what so about th- not changing their name? Um, it, it just it's an idea they want to at least uh, have it debated and um, seeking seeking options to make this happen. So uh, time will tell if this actually becomes a, a bigger story than what it is. Uh, yeah, that it- would irritate me if they change their name. I, I do love the athletics. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yes, I I think that the athletics should be uh, kept with the way that it was, and uh, time will tell um, with uh, with what this will be in due time. In due time, indeed. Man, we are really trying here. I don't know how much else I got left. Well, we only have uh, four minutes left in the show right now. I got uh, my Devito over one eighty and a half passing, and I got my over half a t- passing touchdown. I'm almost inclined to throw a couple interceptions in there for both of these quarterbacks. Wow. Get a little nasty. Um, apparently, this is interesting to see. Jalen Hurts has been downgraded to questionable for tomorrow's game with a sickness that worsened overnight. Um, they Hurts is still harboring hopes of playing and traveling to Seattle separately from the team to try to to try avoid getting anyone sick. Oh boy, this is a. If I'm playing Marcus Mariota in the fantasy playoffs, I'm gonna be so mad tomorrow. Oh my god, yeah. I have Geno Smith as a backup, which is great for you. Uh, which I do luck out there because it'll be a game time decision for both of them. Oh my goodness, this is this could I I might be crying so much tomorrow night. Um, time will tell with that as. It would be some nice free money for the holidays, you know. I that's what I'm kind of rooting for. You know, it's it's it'd be kind of nice. Have like seven or eight teams in the playoffs. I got to make money off of one of them. Oh boy! All right. Well, again, uh, the Patriots playing a one o'clock game versus the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll see what Patrick Mahomes can can how much he can light up the uh, the offense for Kansas City, or if the Patriots defense will come to play and. We'll see if uh, the you know if Kyle Duggar can be able to handle uh, Travis Kelsey today. That's the other interesting storyline to see if uh, Kelsey can be shut down a little bit more because he's not had the the best stats over the past few weeks. So it would be nice to see if that can happen. Uh, again, the Celtics are playing a three o'clock tip off down there at the TD Garden, facing the Orlando Magic. That's uh, obviously a, a big game too to see if they can uh, really put their power and might into the Orlando Magic team. And then also the Bruins, they got to get back on their winning ways as it's been a uh, tough couple days, but they will be playing uh, not until Tuesday right now where they'll be facing against the Minnesota Wilds here at the TD Garden. So that's uh, that's what it's looking like for the next few days. And uh, Anthony, you got anything going on? I know that um, I, I saw that... Um, Candia Woods golf uh, course is still open f- on the year. They have not shut down yet until 
Yeah, um, there's a couple that are open all year round. And the Oaks over in Summersworth is still open as well. So uh, if you're still out there trying to golf, and that's Gosh, off. No. I haven't swung a, a golf club in weeks. Uh, which is probably at best because uh, I can only imagine that it would break at this time of year. Um, I don't like golfing in the cold. It's not fun, for sure. I, I don't know. I'm just not a fan. There's no shame in that, my friend. I'm kind of right there with you where it's just not as fun with uh, uh, having to wear a ton of layers to try to um, to to keep playing. It's just not not there for me. Yeah. It is what it is. It's simulator season. Simulators are where it's at, from the Dairyfield Country Club to uh, to you know wherever you might be playing as well. But uh, Anthony, it's that time we have to uh, cut the we cut, made it. cut. We made it through. We're gonna get through and uh, be able to have another show and see what Christmas Eve will bring next week with uh, the NFL and uh, the Celtics, the Bruins, the Patriots. That's the bell. We have hit the time, and we are good for the day. So for Anthony D'Alessandro, I'm Kyle Heavey. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you again soon. And, uh, yeah, Peter White will be back in the morning, and we'll see you more for 95.3 WMH. Stay dry, everyone. We'll see you all soon.